Hey there, mighty men. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Paschkowski, founder of Men Made For More Coaching. Our business helps husbands level up their life, their leadership, and their legacy in marriage and in business. The purpose of this podcast is to bring together like-minded men that feel destined for big things in their life, provide you the resources and community that you need to lead yourself, your family, and your business. If you've ever felt overwhelmed, frustrated, lost, or alone on your journey to a better and more purposeful life, you're in the right spot. You weren't designed to be average, so it's time to quit living that way. Today, I'm giving you permission to unlock your true potential and step into all that you were made for. All right, guys, welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a guest episode today with a good friend of mine, and I'm excited to have uh, Austin Highland on here to share his story, uh, just extremely powerful story coming your way today. So Austin, thanks for joining today, man. What is up, Dave? How's it going? Good, man. Now, excited to have you on here and uh, excited just excited for you to to share share the story. I know you've, you've kind of started sharing it already on other other podcasts and other platforms. And uh, just I'm, I'm honored to, to have you on here to uh, share it with our listeners. So before we, you know, before we get into to the good stuff, why don't you just uh, you know, give a, a 60 second overview of, you know, if someone jumped on an elevator with you and uh, you had 60 seconds to talk with them, kind of who are you, what you're, what you're up to right now and what are you excited about? Yeah, so my name is um, Austin Highland. Um, I live in uh, like San Diego, California. I actually own two insurance agencies um, in Temecula, California, which I, I love and I'm super passionate about that because I went from working at Coca-Cola, selling you know sugary soft drinks to people to at least selling something that uh, people actually need and it is, it, it is a necessity in life. And yeah, but my, my real uh, main kind of goal now, like on this earth is, you know, I really want to help inspire, motivate, um, other men and women going through seasons of suffering, whether it's depression, anxiety, uh, chronic pain, and so forth. I want to be a voice of reason for them. Mm-hmm. Man, so good. I'm uh, I'm excited to see that. You know, I've already seen the the early stage of that progress, and I know there's there's just so much more of that to uh, to come. So uh, let's get into. You know, I want to you know, kind of break down your story a little bit too. If if we start, you know, before. Uh, and we'll get into the, the CSF leaks that, uh, you know, eventually you know, debilitated you in a lot of ways, but can you, can you yeah. paint a picture of life, you know, before all those, mm-hmm. before all those setbacks, before those things of, of what that looked like and, and what you're up to? Yeah. So, you know, last year, 2020. So like, uh, you know, like, I, I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, had a, a rough 2020, um, a lot of people died, lost family members, you know, friends and so forth. But my 2020, um, you know, it started out amazing. Uh, February 1st, um, I bought two uh, farmers insurance agencies in Temecula, California. Um, you know, my relationship with my, my now fiance, was amazing. I, I was, you know, planning on proposing to her. I was in some of the, uh, the, the best shape of my life. I thought I was stronger than I've ever been. I literally thought like I had everything. Like if you told me like my life, like I would say, you know, it was, it was perfect, honestly. And like, I, you know, I, I even started to, uh, get some one-on-one coaching with, uh, someone, you know, well, uh, as well as Steve Weatherford. And it was just like, I was on cloud nine, like, I bet, and I've kind of, you know, I grew up my whole life, in like a Christian household, but I never really kind of had that relationship with God. I kind of like laughed at like organized religion, to be completely honest with you. And it just never, you know, really appealed to me because, you know, like my kind of view of just like the khaki wearing Christians that like, this is not someone I wanted, you know, to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's, and, and we, we've run into same, you know, with, with our backgrounds, I know similar, similar beliefs with that have actually like turned off from, from some of those more, uh, more organized sides of, of religion, but why don't you, you know, but before getting into some more of that, like what, what happened then? So life was going, life was going so well, things were great. Things were just moving. What, uh, you know, what, what changed in 2020? Yeah. So, I mean, so here's kind of just what happened and here's kind of my story. And I'm, I'm sorry if I speak fast or anything like that, but just know it's, it's all from passion. It's just, uh, I'm just excited kind of to share uh, my testimony with everyone. So yeah, about around June, um, 2000, yeah, 20, like maybe like June 1st, I started getting like these like insane, uh, headaches. Um, you know, basically just like the intense, like, uh, this like intense like pressure. Uh, I was throwing up every day, and uh, I, I'm just going to read the definition of a, a cerebral spinal fluid. Uh, what it is, just so I can give the listeners a better understanding. So, cerebral spinal fluid is a clear fluid that surrounds the brain and spinal cord. It cushions the brain and uh, spinal cord from injury, and also serves as a nutrient delivery and waste removal system uh, for the brain. And a leak occurs when the CSF escapes through a small tear hole in the outermost layer of connective tissue called the dura matter that surrounds the brain and spinal cord and holds in the CSF. And the symptoms of this, and I literally had every one of these symptoms, is positional headaches. So these headaches would only go uh, away when I would lay down. Um, so I mean, like, you know, I basically, you know, I went from working out seven days a week to barely being able to get out of bed. Uh, nausea and vomiting, throwing up every single day, uh, neck pain and stiffness, change in hearing. Uh, my ears were like really full. It was like hard to hear. Uh, neck pain, uh, pain in shoulder blades, and then just, uh, yeah, but like that, you know, that pain was absolutely horrible. And like, it was the worst pain, you know, you could ever imagine. But what came from that pain, like chronic pain, and anyone who deals with chronic pain probably knows a little bit about this was the depression that came on from that. Because like I said, like I went from, you know, like a very high energy person doing, you know, I, I play basketball, I play softball, um, I golf all the time. I work out seven days a week and it just like, it just messed with me because all of a sudden all of my, you know, like stress relievers uh, were just gone and like taken away from me. And like athletics has always been a way kind of how I, um, I identified. So it just really messed with me. And I think like now looking back at it, I realized like the, the reason like, it really bothered me so much is because my whole life, like whenever I want to achieve anything, you know, whenever I want to do something, whether it's athletics, academics, business, I set my mind to it and I outwork people. That's what I've always prided myself in. But all of a sudden my life wasn't in my hands anymore. And it was, it was in God's hands. And I didn't mm -hmm. realize that at the time, but it just took me down the darkest, uh, deepest, darkest depression you can ever imagine. Um, you know, I ended up having um, seven procedures on my spine uh, last year. And, um, you know, like, and, and once you get one of these, like, uh, procedures, they call them epidural blood patches, you're literally not able to lift five, more than five pounds or twist. So you can imagine how, how like, five pounds is, like, nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I ended up, I seen, like, the top um, neurosurgeon, basically, almost in the U.S. for this type of uh cerebral spinal fluid leak just because there's, you know, uh, not a lot of doctors know too much about it. Like I, I literally know more than 95% of doctors regarding cerebral spinal fluid leaks because they just think it's something that happens to, um, you know, like pregnant women after they get an epidural, you know, when they deliver a baby, 
But for me, mine was caused uh, spontaneously. But yeah, so I, I go to this guy, um, you know, this, first of all, the, the bedside manager is not there. He just, it, it felt like, you know, it's just a business to him. Like how many people can we see today? Not really trying to get to the root of uh, the problem. And like, basically we did a procedure. It didn't work. Um, and you know, I'm still in so much pain and I'm like, you know, depressed. I'm like, it didn't work. I'm just over it. And he, uh, the, his assistant basically told my mom like, yeah, you know what? Austin just might have, um, I think he just might have headaches. Maybe it's just a mental thing for him. So on to the next doctor. We ended up seeing, you know, three other doctors before I found um, Dr. Malik in San Jose. And yeah, and uh, you know, like, so after that fifth procedure didn't work, it just put me down to this deepest, darkest depression. Um, you know, I was suicidal. I wanted it all to end just because I just didn't think I was gonna be able to get out of it. And like, I've never been a depressed person um, at all you know, ever in my life, I'm very up, I'm very positive. But like, I remember I was on Google one day, and I'm like, looking up signs of depression. And here's some of the signs of depression. And I literally felt like all of this, like, this is what, like, this is what I realized, like, I was depressed, feeling of sadness, fearfulness, emptiness, or hopelessness, angry outbursts, irritabilities, or frustrations, um, loss of interest or pleasure in most or normal activities, such as sex, hobbies, or sports, tiredness and lack of energy, even with such a small task. Um, anxiety, agitation, restlessness, feelings of worth, worthlessness or guilt, fixating on past failures or self-blame, uh, frequent reoccurring thoughts of death, suicide thoughts, suicide attempts, or suicide. Um, and that's just when I just like, it just hit me. And like, you know, like I said, I never had a relationship um, with God at all. Um, I just, you know, I, like I said, I grew up in a Christian household, but I never had that relationship. Well, after that fifth procedure, you know, didn't work. I was at rock bottom, like rock yeah. bottom. I, I want to, before we get into, you know, the, <laughs> the procedure, one question I had too, as you were talking, mm -hmm. what, uh, you know, with the depression, cause I want to dive a little deeper on that. Like mm -hmm. what, so this thing came on with no, like no onset, no like warning sign. It just kind of hit you. Like what, what was it like? What were you wrestling through? Were you like, were you angry at, at, you know, the world or at God for why oh, yeah. was this happening? Was it, did you just withdraw or like, what, what were you? Oh, like, I, just went, I just withdrew, like with dealing every day with that headache, with that throwing up. It just, uh, you know, it made, it made me angry at the world. Like I was mad at God. I was mad at everybody. I was just like my life, you know, like when you, when you go through something like this, you, uh, you know, you develop type of, type of like a victim mentality and it's, it's just like every, uh, you know, like, it's just like, oh, no one has it worse than me. Like, I'm the only one suffering this bad. I remember telling my mom and dad multiple times, like, you know, like, I would rather like if these headaches went away, like, I would be fine if these, they just like cut off like one of my like arms or whatever. Like, I was just like, that's how like bad I wanted these headaches to end. Like, I just wanted it, wow. um, you know, all to come to an end. Mm -hmm. And what, uh, you know, why, when, when the doc told you about the, the, uh, you know, maybe it's just all in your head. Like, what, why yeah. is that? you know, and, and you were, I, I think you had enough, enough of a support system with maybe your parents, your family to be able to say like, Hey, uh, you know, let's, let's go find a different doc. But what about, you know, a lot of people look up to doctors and, and what, what's the danger of someone saying like someone, a doctor, someone they look up to saying like, Hey, maybe it's just all, maybe it's just all in your head, Austin. Um, so here's a problem I have like with the, uh, the whole, like there's some amazing doctors out there. Of course there are. Um, but I think the problem is with a lot of doctors, um, sorry, uh, with a lot of doctors is, um, that they, they're, they're, they're so fast to like, you know, prescribe drugs, take this or whatever, you know, they're trying to prescribe me antidepressants. Oh, you you know, you're depressed. Just take this, but they don't, they, they don't tell you all the, the side effects of that kind of stuff that comes on with that. 
And they're just so fast, just put a Band-Aid over the problem instead of actually trying to get to the root of the problem. And that's what really frustrates me. A lot of these doctors, like Dr. Shavink, um, he has like this God complex. Like he knows everything. And like a lot of those guys, I feel like they get complacent. They're not curious. They don't have that curiosity to keep on learning. And like, that's my like the biggest thing I would say is like, like whatever you're going through, you have to be your own advocate because mm -hmm. if like, you know, like if the doctors aren't going to be, if they're just telling you this, like, oh, just like, yeah, I, I just have headaches and uh, I'm depressed. And like, no, like if I would have listened to them, I'd still be in that exact same thing. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe worse off as we're about to get to here. Cause what, what happened when this, you know, this had been going on for maybe a few months at this point and, and talk through kind of as this escalated and as it got to its, its worst point. Yeah. So after that fifth one uh, procedure, like, you know, I waited a month um, and, uh, you know, just not lifting five pounds or twisting, which is so depressing or whatever in itself. And like, like with this kind of pain, it just isolates you, man. You don't see your friends, family, you don't want to see anyone, uh, because you're just like in so much pain. You're like, why would I want to talk to my friends or whatever? Like I have nothing going good in my life. And yeah, I was just over it, man. And, um, you know, Steve Weatherford, uh, he like messaged me and he's like, or he texted me. He's like, Hey Austin, like, I know you're in a lot of pain. I know what you're going through, but like, I really think you should join like this, uh, full court press I'm doing. I think it'd just be really good for you to have like, uh, um, you know, just be like, have it like encounter with all these, you know, mighty men and just kind of inject some faith and positivity into your life. So I'm like, oh, I don't know, man, I don't really you know feel like why, why, why should I join something like that? Like, why should I do it? And then he's just like, come on, man. Uh, God's telling me you need to be on these calls. And so I join it. Um, the first call I kind of, you know, I'm like, I'm so depressed or whatever. I, uh, you know, I get on, I get on there and, um, tell my story, kind of what I'm going through. And uh, this this uh, guy named you know him well too Christian Edwards, uh, who's just one of the most amazing uh, men I've I have ever met. His his heart is just like his heart for others is just insane, and his testimony about what he went through is crazy as well. But um, yeah, he called me, uh, you know, to just talked to me, and uh, he said hey he 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 had a CSF leak before as well. So we, like, we kind of could relate on that level. And he, he's like, wow, like, you know, mine lasted for a week and it was the worst pain I went through. I can't imagine, you know, you coming on like five, six months of this. And but this guy uh, who's from New Jersey, never met him in person, literally started calling me every single day. You know, like, like, and like, if I, like, if I want to pick up, he'd text me, he'd call me like, hey, Austin, you okay? Like basically just injecting faith on me um, on the daily and that was just like, to me, it was just like, wow, like my, my own friends and family, like, aren't like checking in on me as much as like this random person is that I've never met in person. So that was just so, uh, that was just so awesome to have Christian as like, kind of like my uh, support center, almost like my personal shrink. I tell him literally everything <laughs> that I wouldn't tell, like, like even like my closest friends. Yeah. And so, um, then, then come October, you know, um, come October, uh, we're having these, uh, see Steve's having the first like CEO of your life event. And, um, you know, I, I think Sunday they all came in and we all got dinner, like in like Encinitas or whatever. And, um, you know, I was just there and I'm like, Dude, like, I would just love like my normal self would just love all these people so much because you have so much in common or whatever. But I'm like, that's just like not me anymore. And it just felt so weird for me to like, be there and like not be able to just be like my normal self, the guy who loves working out, the guys who wakes up at 4.30 every morning and like he's, you know, very intense and like an intentional on everything he does. And so basically I, I go home and then that Sunday night, um, you know, 
I go to sleep or whatever. And it's like, it's like two, three in the morning. I'm just waking up, throwing up just from these like headaches. And it's just like, at that point, like I'm at my lowest of lows and I'm like, I'm, I'm done, man. So I'm done. And I was supposed to be there at 7 a.m., uh, you know, to help set up or whatever. I just didn't show up at all. And, um, you know, I, I had decided at that point that I wanted to end it all. And I was literally on my way to the, um, you know, like the Granada Bridge to like jump off. And uh, Christian called me. He's like, hey, man, like, where are you? You need to be here. Come on, dude. Like, I know you're in pain, but like, trust me, like God's telling me you need to be here. And so I'm like, whatever. At this point, like, I'm just like, what do I have to lose? So I end up, uh, you know, showing up there um, and Steve actually had me speak and stuff. And then everyone kind of just like prayed over me and I Christian and everyone, I think coach Tim Smith prayed over me and everyone laid hands on me and, you know, prayed over me. And then that's just kind of when I started like realizing like, wow, like the only way, like, I can't do this alone. Like I need like God, like, and like, I just felt like his touch, like when like everyone was praying on me and that just rocked me. So Christian was there or whatever. And, um, I decide, um, once like on a, like a, on a Sunday at our awakened church that we go to, you know, I, I accepted God into my heart. Um, about like a, a week later, I actually had, you know, Christian, uh, baptized me in the ocean with my mom, which was really special for the both of us. And after that happened, and it's no coincidence and, you know, this is no coincidence at all that fixed procedure that I went and saw Dr. Malik, it worked. And I was back to living, you know, like my best life, um, my best life. And, you know, I was working out again about three, four weeks. And then all of a sudden, like uh, the, the patch tore because, I, you know, like, like kind of like yourself, too. Like I'm I'm very intense. Like I, I push myself to the extreme and I like looking back, you know, like now I have, I've learned like, hey, like, you know, it, it'll be there. I need to have that patience. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when that happened, I, I just kept praying. I just kept talking to Christian. I kept going to church or whatever. And the old me would have just been angry at God, would have given up. Like my mom, like always said, like when I was going through my suffering, she's like, honestly, Austin, you don't deserve to be healed because when things are going good, you're, you know, you're a Christian, you believe in God, all this kind of stuff. But when things are bad, you're like mad at the world, you're questioning God or and, and everything. So after that, uh, you know, sixth procedure, I go fly back out to San Jose. Um, the seventh procedure worked. And that has been since December 15th. So I've been, you know, back to working out, doing all the things um, that I love. So, so, but yeah, but now I kind of want to go into like, you know, the, the, the vision cards. Do you have any, any questions about that or? Uh, first up, man, that's, that's just all so good too. And I, I like, it's, it's so cool how, you know, God used someone like Christian who our, our audience actually is going to be familiar with. Cause he's uh, I think yeah. when this podcast is launched, he, uh, his podcast will also have been launched a, a week or two before. So, uh, cool to have you guys back to back on the, on the podcast to see how, how, uh, you know, closely integrated that is, but just to be at that, that low point and to, you know, have that, that hope injected and that faith injected back in and, and the turn that it's, it's taken in your mm-hmm. life too. And, you know, I, I guess I'm just curious of, you know, with all those things of, you know, and I know we're getting into the vision, vision card and, and this might go hand in hand with what you're about to talk yeah. about, or it might be separate, but like, what do you, what do you think would have been missing if you didn't go through all these trials? Like if, if life from beginning of 2020 just carried on and you kept doing yeah. all your great things, like your life externally might look 
externally might even look better, like in terms of more money, better mm-hmm. health, better fitness, like on the outside, it might've looked better, but mm-hmm. what, what do you think the dangers would have been of that? If you didn't go through no, this? I, I am now that I've, now that I've come out of it and I see life through a lens of gratitude and that everything happens for a reason and that you grow through what you go through. Like, yeah, last year I might not have grown the way I wanted, like uh, financially and physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I am mm-hmm. stronger than ever. And now, like with what I went through, I'm able to connect people on a deeper level. I'm able to help inspire, motivate other people going through depression. Because honestly, like if you haven't gone through depression, like you you can't understand it. Because like, you know, I had a, a cousin who's depressed. I've had, you know, uh, friends and like, I just didn't understand like, oh, you're depressed. Like, oh, just go like, you know, work out or go see people or whatever. But like mm-hmm. when like, you know, you're going through that kind of stuff, you're so wrapped up in your own head. You don't see how like, um, what you're doing affects your loved ones. You're so caught up in your own uh, de- depression. And like, I literally like, I'm, I'm a very social person. Like, <laughs> like my, my fiance will tell you, like, I, I, I love everyone. I love people. And all of a sudden I'm literally having social anxiety to like, see like my best friends, like questioning, like, you know, like just leaving my room. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And and you say, you say in the past, maybe you would have said, you know, I love that you say you can connect to people in a, in a whole new way. And I, I know you're going to do just that through your speaking and through sharing mm-hmm. your story, but you know, in the past where you might've said, you know, if, if someone listening is feeling, you know, depressed or in chronic pain and in the past, you might just said like, Oh, like work out through that or just, you know, yeah. be, be mentally tougher. Like how would that change yeah. in terms of what you would say to them now? Um, I would just say to them now that, you know, it, like, like it gets better. Like you might feel like the, the depression feels like you're in this hole and you just can't, can't claw your way out. Just know that you just have to keep on fighting, that it, it does get better, that God is for you, not against you. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you'll be able to come out of it stronger than ever. Just like, like I said, like, like seeing life through a lens of gratitude. I'm a firm believer in like what you put out into the world is what you attract. And when um, you're going through like that oppression and like, you know, you're just saying all these negative things, these suicidal things or whatever, like that's like the type of energy you're going to attract back into your life. So when you see life through a lens of gratitude, that things happen, uh, you know, happen for a reason and you can see the good in them. Like that's that, that's where I feel like you're able to make the strongest, uh, you know, kind of comebacks. That's so good, man. And, and that, that ties in really nicely with, uh, let's get into to vision card and how you use this, this crazy setback as something that mm-hmm. is going to eventually be you know used for so much good. Yeah. So, you know, our church does these, uh, you know, vision awakened church does these vision cards. So I think it's like January, maybe first or something like that. You know, I go to church and, uh, we write on our vision cards and like, um, I'm literally just, I'm two weeks, you know, post, uh, surgery and stuff. And I write some like pretty big things, you know, like on this vision card. You know, like one of the things I wrote on this vision card um, was that I wanted to uh, propose slash marry um, my best friend, Natalie. Um, And, you know, like about like eight days later, um, you know, I proposed to her and it was like, and it it all came full circle because I proposed to her in Coronado where I was planning on killing myself. So it all came, you know, full circle. And that's like a a place of like so much happiness and joy now when it could have been, you know, the whole other way around. Uh, the second thing I put, um, that I want to be a voice of hope and reason for the CSF league community. Three days later, after writing that my surgeon, uh, Dr. Malik is amazing. Um, and like the best bedside manner. I literally have his personal cell phone. Like he texts me to see how I'm doing. It's not a normal thing for, you know, uh, (laughs) doctors to do. Um, yeah, but I want to be a voice of hope and reason for the CSF league community. He calls me three days later, says, Hey, Austin, um, I really think, uh, I really want you to come out here. I want to film like a, you know, an interview um, of me and you talking. You can talk about your story. I can talk about the type of procedure uh, 
you know, that I do. And then we could post it on the forums online for these CSF League communities and we can help so many people that are, you know, uh, suffering from this. So actually uh, March 11th next week, I'm flying out to San Jose with my best friend, Nick, who's a, he's an amazing videographer. He's going to help me out and record the whole thing for me and Dr. Malik. And I'm going to record all that thing and be able to post that online to help other people, you know, going through that. Uh, the other thing was I, I put that I wanted to be a, a voice of hope uh, for people with uh, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, all of that. Well, I, I think, you know, like me sharing my story right now, like and being vulnerable, I believe like when you're vulnerable, that's where breakthroughs happen. Like so many men, they're afraid to like, you know, talk about like all the uncomfortable things. And like, I think that's where breakthrough happens. That's why like Steve Weatherford has been so inspirational to me is because he's more vulnerable than anyone I know. He talks mm -hmm. about everything he's suffering from. And that's like, that's real. That's what makes you a man. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, actually, you know, I went out to Tampa last week to speak at the CEO event of your life. I shared my story and I had men and women come up to me like saying, Hey man, you're such an inspiration to me. Like, you know, I actually had one guy and it's just weird for me to hear that I'm an inspiration. So <laughs> well, that's like a weird concept for me. Um, but um, I had one man who came up to me and was just crying and, you know, said, Hey, like, like, thank you so much for sharing that. Like, you know, um, you know, I, I deal with depression and like, you know, you just sharing like what you've been able to overcome just gives me hope. So that's kind of what it's all, you know, about wow. for me. Uh, another thing on the vision card <laughs> that I wrote was that I wanted to um, buy my first home. And that's like, I mean, that's kind of like a, that's a big deal. It's not like a small, you know, goal or whatever. And then um, I actually, we had a, a week ago, we had a, our offer accepted um, on a home. Wow. And so it's just like, it's just crazy. Like just to see how kind of like God is, you know, working in my life and because God's got a full restoration and healing and everything, but you have to believe. And I mean, like you have to believe and like, it wasn't until I surrendered myself to the Lord that I was able to, you know, um, like, uh, you know, like kind of reap uh, the benefits like uh, Galatians um, 6, 9 says, do not grow weary in doing good because in due time you will reap a harvest. And I'm definitely, you know, reaping a harvest now, but it's because all the glory is going to God. It's not me. I'm not doing this by myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not in this alone. It's because my support system is God. It's Christian. It's my, my uh, amazing fiance, Natalie. It's my, uh, my parents who were there every step of the way um, with me. That that's the reason I'm here. So good, brother. Yeah, man, that's a, such a powerful testimony. And uh, I know you kind of already, already spoke on it, but for, you know, you talk about how isolating depression is like how, you know, how can you encourage someone to get around, you know, other similar, you know, uh, similar people that are looking to, you know, that are on a different, you know, on a different trajectory. Like you said, you surround yourself with mighty men. Like, can you talk yeah. on the importance of that and maybe how to get over that? Cause I'm sure all you wanted to do was lay in, lay in bed and, and not go mm -hmm. see anyone. Like, how do you, how do you yeah. get over that first, that first step, that first hurdle? Uh, so like just to kind of just to tie back, this, this is like literally the Bible verse that I, like, I'm literally going to get tattooed, like, like on my arm right here, but like, it was just so like important to me like this, like it's Romans five, three, five. It says, let us rejoice in our suffering because suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character hope. And while you're going through a season of suffering, it's so easy to get caught up in like, I'm the, like that victim mentality I was telling you about, like, um, I'm the only one who has it this bad, um, you know, all of these, you know, kind of, uh, things, but like when you come out of the season of suffering, you realizing that like, wow, like if that didn't happen, I want to be the man 
I am today. I wouldn't be on your podcast right now sharing my, you know, like testimony. And like, I would have never accepted God in my heart. God knew that the only way he was be able mm. to get to me was by putting me something uh, through something like this. And the devil knew that like, I, like my voice was going to be able to inspire and motivate so many other men. And, you know, by sharing my testimony, bring people to God. And he, like, he, like he tried everything in his power to like, you know, like make sure like I wasn't able to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest thing is just, you know, like whether it's like, um, you know, your friend group or just like the community, just surrounding yourself with like like-minded individuals that are like, you know, after the same things, you know, like that you kind of want. So like, that's what I love about like, you know, um, kind of the King's council and all that kind of stuff now is like, like, you know, like even in my friend group, like they say, oh, like, you know, like me waking up at 430, me doing ice baths, me doing all these kind of crazy things. It's like, like, you know, my friends think all that, but, you know, I, I'm just crazy. But like when I went like the King Council, like I'm not the craziest one there. And that's what's kind of, you know, awesome for me is just people like doing all these crazy, amazing things. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's, it makes you feel not normal, but like, you know, it, it can feel, you feel like you're doing the wrong thing, even though it's like, you can be doing these great things, but if you're the only one doing it and people are looking at you weird, it's like, you know, maybe you, you tend to play small versus being able to play big and be around people mm -hmm. that can stretch you even, even bigger than where you're at. And I loved, uh, I love mm -hmm. what you said too, about how that was the only way that you, know, you said how God could reach you was through something like that. And for other people, you know, it's, for a lot of people listening, it's probably not going to directly be a, a CSF leak, but there's still going to be people that are like break up and, you know, businesses failing and doing other things that seem like the biggest setbacks and what you're, you know, what I, yeah. I gather from you, you're just, you know, you're just dealing hope for those people of saying that like, Hey, yes, it, it sucks right now, but it will get better. You will get through this. You will grow through this. And I, I just love mm -hmm. you sharing that. Yeah. And then what I say to do, I mean, like adversity can either break you or cause you to, you know, break records and mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to break records, but it's like all the glory is going to go to God. Yes. Yes, you are Austin with, uh, with all those. So as we start to wrap up here, so you got your vision card, you, you've already crushed about everything on there. Like what's, yeah. you know, what are you, what's, what's the struggle right now that you're, you're dealing with in terms of like, what's the rest of, uh, you know, 21 have in store for you and, and what are you, what are you working towards? Uh, I'm working to like, I mean, like, uh, like anyone, like, you know, money isn't, uh, uh, you know, money isn't everything, but I, I like it, it, like, you know, what money provides is like kind of like that financial freedom. So I can pursue all my passions that I, um, want to do. So, yeah, I want, um, I'm going to be the, the number one farmer's agent in San Diego and then California. So mine just building that team to grow my business and, and you know, my vision, that's what, um, you know, I'm going to do for this year. Um, I want, yeah, I want to, help inspire, motivate other women. I'm actually getting my personal training certification right mm -hmm. now. Cause that's something I'm passionate about too, where I can help people physically, but also kind of give them, help them with like the, the mindset things that it takes and the disciplines it takes to kind of be successful. So that's kind of, uh, yeah, I just really want to help people. Uh, I love people. I want to help them. Um, people, you know, going through suffering. That's kind mm -hmm. of what I'm passionate about. That's so good, man. As the insurance stuff, you know, blows up, that's going to give you more time to be able to devote to, to some of that stuff too. And I know you're going to make, mm -hmm. uh, make such an impact and man, I just, uh, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing. Yeah. It's such a powerful story. I've, I've heard it a few times and I still get goosebumps every time, every time yeah. hearing it. So I, uh, I'm, I'm honored to have you on here and uh, be able to share that with our listeners. Uh, as we wrap up any, any parting words for, you know, someone, yeah. someone struggling with any of these things, depression, anxiety, yeah. chronic pain, and then, uh, you know, yeah. where people can, can reach out to you at if they, if they're looking yeah. for support. No, no, for sure. Yeah. So, um, I would just like to end it with this. Um, to anyone who's listening right now that's going through depression, suicidal thoughts, that has uh, anxiety, anything like that, 
just know that everything in life happens for a reason, um, that you are going to come out of it stronger than ever, that you are not alone to lean in on on family members, um, to lean in on your friends, to lean in on everyone and just know that it's okay not to be okay, that it does get better. And to anyone out there listening that like, you know, um, is suffering and doesn't have, you know, someone like that in their life that they can lean on, lean on me. My name's uh, Austin Highland. My phone number is 760-405-7999. Just know that you are enough. Call or text me. I'm literally always here uh, for anyone out there who's going through suffering. Man, that's so good, brother. Appreciate you uh, making yourself available for that too. And I know, uh, you know, if, if anyone is listening, you know, take advantage of this of this mighty man right here that uh, came onto our show because he's been he's been through the ringer, and uh, you can tell just with your with your confidence, with your passion, with you know the the transformation you've had. I'm uh, I'm thankful to have to have been a, a part of even just a a small piece of that, and to to see where you continue to grow. So awesome, man! I, I appreciate you, man. And uh, thanks for thanks for coming on today and for sharing that. All right. Sounds good. Love you, brother. You too, bro. Thanks for listening today, guys. I'm believing that even if you apply one thing from today's show, you're taking one step closer to living as the man you were made to be. Meaningful change doesn't happen overnight. So keep showing up and keep consistent every single day until good things start to happen. If you haven't already, taking 60 seconds to write a review on whatever platform you're listening on goes a long way in growing this podcast and reaching other men just like you that are hungry for more in their life. If you have any questions on today's show, feedback or content you want to see more of, shoot me a text. Yep. Text me 760-477-4361. That's 760-477-4361. Let me know that you're listening in so I can personally thank you for your support of myself and the show. That's it for today, guys. It's time to raise your standard for yourself. Stop settling for just getting by. Go all in on your passions and the life you were made for. I love you guys and talk to you soon.